In America, our food choices are not always the healthiest, and we often eat for all the wrong reasons when we feel tired, stressed, anxious, or sad. As a result, we feel sluggish and lethargic and caffeinate ourselves to get through the day. Does that describe you? Believe it or not, there is a direct link between your stomach and your soul. We'll be going through a church-wide Daniel Fest in which we cut out the carbs, comfort food, and eat clean, primarily fruit, vegetables, and water. The 40-day fast is meant to tame our flesh and train our spirit to constantly choose Jesus over donuts, pizza, alcohol, and coffee. Join us for a life-changing experience. In just 40 days, you can feel better physically, mentally, and spiritually. church you made it through the snow give yourselves a hand we're glad that you guys made it a special welcome to all of our campuses if you're joining us at church online uh, we are broadcasting to you live from Parsippany New Jersey we're very excited about that glad you're here for our series fast 40 days to breakthrough what we're doing is uh, in these 40 days leading up to Easter we are our whole community about 4,000 people are coming together we're going through this church-wide fast and for the last couple of weeks I've introduced this concept of fasting. It's, a, it's called a spiritual discipline. It's kind of like you pray to draw closer of God. Well, um, fasting is defined as refraining from physical food, but for a spiritual purpose. And although that may be a new concept to you, historically, uh, Christians for thousands of years have has used fasting really to humble ourselves for a season, to seek God's face, to draw closer to Christ. And so for the next 40 days, uh, many of us are participating, we're fasting, or sacrificing something meaningful in our normal daily lives. Uh, last week, I presented three different options that you can pick from. Uh, some of us are doing what's called a Daniel fast, where we're kind of giving up the meats, the sweets, the bread, basically the, the standard American diet that's, you know, rich in fatty foods and junk. And we are eating clean. We're eating primarily uh, vegetables and fruits and nuts. We're drinking water. Uh, some people are doing a modified fast. They're saying, well, I can't do the Daniel fast, but I'm going to, you know, fast uh, what I drink. I'm not going to drink, you know, uh, sugar, uh, caffeine. I'm giving up coffee, and I'm going to drink water. Or I'm going to do the Daniel fast one day a week. Or I'm going to fast from sunup to sundown. Whatever. You can modify it. What makes sense for you? It's not about the diet. It's about the heart behind it. Um, you're trying to work up an appetite for God. Now, if you have a medical condition or a health issue, um, you guys know, obviously, fasting food would be unwise, but you could do a non-food fast. I heard from a lot of folks who are actually giving up, you know, fasting uh, television watching or Netflix, you know. Uh, teens are fasting social media, giving up video games. And the idea is you're going to take that time and repurpose it for Bible reading and prayer. So there's a lot of options to choose from. Looks different for each person here, but the question we all need to answer is this. What is a meaningful sacrifice for you? That answer is between you and God, okay? We're not going to get legalistic about this. In fact, I got a funny text from a friend after last Sunday's service. He texted me this picture, and he said, Good message. I went straight to Costco, got water, vegetables, fruits, but unfortunately, some chocolate-covered strawberries and a bag of trail mix somehow fell into my cart. Oh, well, you said there was some flexibility. Uh, there is flexibility, guys. Let me be clear, okay? We're not going to be legalistic about this. We're not going to send out the food cops tomorrow morning, you know, knock on your door. Are you eating a Krispy Kreme donut? Actually, I had a funny moment on Friday night. So the kids are in, and it's like, we're going to watch a family movie. 
and they're like, Dad, before the fast starts, let's, I want to do pepperoni pizzas. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't, you know, we shouldn't be picking out. So we order pepperoni pizzas, and I'm like, well, you know, last hurrah Friday night. Who will know? And, uh, and then ding dong, I open the door, and the delivery man just goes, Pastor Tim? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, no! Busted, you know? Be sure your sin will find you out. Uh, D don't be legalistic, all right, about this. First off, the fast is completely voluntary, okay? If you don't participate, you can still come on the next six Sundays. You're going to get a ton out of the message. We're going to open the Bible and learn from God's Word. But secondly, as Christ starts, we live under grace. God's radical, unmerited, unearned love, not the law, the legalistic. What that means is God's love is freely available, 100%, all of his heart, all of his blessings and riches, through faith in Jesus Christ. So we don't earn our salvation with good works. We don't get God to love us more. He already loves you as much as he possibly can right now, uh, which is an infinite God. And his grace and mercy are a free gift through faith alone in Christ alone. However, fasting was endorsed by Jesus. It was encouraged by Jesus as a powerful way for his followers to kind of push away from the world for a season and press into God and seek his breakthrough. See, we may be fasting for different stuff, but we all have the same purpose. We are fasting for breakthrough. Can everyone say that word breakthrough? Ready? Breakthrough. That's the purpose of this 40-day fast. Now, what exactly do I mean by breakthrough? I want to share an email. Someone wrote me. They said, Dear Pastor Tim, last fall, I had a major setback. Without warning, I lost my job of 11 years. I was surprised but hopeful. I have my degree and a decade of experience. However, reality set in. Despite sending out dozens of resumes and calling contacts, I'm going on 15 months without work. I keep hitting closed doors and dead ends. The timing couldn't be worse. My oldest is looking at colleges and we don't have income. On top of this, my mom was diagnosed with stage three cancer and we're trying to help arrange her care. Nothing in life seems to be working right now. I guess I'm writing because I feel desperate. Does God notice? Does he care? We really need a breakthrough. That last line grabbed me, you know, we really need a breakthrough. I mean, what is a breakthrough? If you look it up in the dictionary, it says it's a, a sudden or dramatic, uh, game-changing discovery or development. Now, you guys know this, right? Science has breakthroughs. Medicine has breakthroughs. In fact, last year, scientists, uh, for the first time, they altered the DNA of a human embryo to correct heart failure in young people before they're born. That, that's a scientific breakthrough, right? Game-changer. Uh, technology has breakthroughs. How many of you talk to a woman named Alexa? Not even your wife, okay? <laughs> Alexa or Siri, right? Think about that two years ago. People have thought you're nuts, right? Artificial intelligence, that's a breakthrough. AI, voice recognition, a dramatic game-changing development that changes the way you live. In the same way, you can have a breakthrough in your career. You can have a breakthrough in your family. You can have a breakthrough in your marriage or relationship. But I want you to think about what's the opposite of a breakthrough? You know what that's called? It's called a setback. Where you don't make progress forward, you actually go backwards. You regress. You, you have a setback. You have a setback in your career, like my friend who lost his job. Or you have a setback with your health, like his, you know, his sick mom who's diagnosed with cancer. You can have a financial setback, right? You can have a setback in your relationship. Or you can have a, a deadlock. That's where some of you are maybe today. You just feel stuck, you know? I'm not making any progress in my life. I'm not making any progress in my marriage. I'm not making any progress in my career. I'm kind of at a stalemate, a deadlock. I need a breakthrough. 
We all need a breakthrough in some area of your life. So here's a question I want you to focus, laser focus your attention on and be thinking about as I'm talking this morning. Where do you need a breakthrough most in your life? I mean, maybe you need a breakthrough with your finances. You're like, man, Tim, I don't have the money to make ends meet. You know, no matter how hard we try, I just seem to get deeper in debt. I need a financial breakthrough. Uh, some of you need a breakthrough with your health. You've been struggling, right? Some of you need a breakthrough with your relationship, your, your marriage, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend. You're at an impasse. You're deadlocked. It's a stalemate. The relationship isn't moving forward. You're stuck. Some need a breakthrough at work or with your kids. Maybe you see your oldest child, and, and he or she's kind of going in the wrong direction. You need a family breakthrough. Or maybe you need a breakthrough with God. Maybe you feel stuck spiritually. Anybody feel that way? You feel kind of flat? Like you kind of lost your, your passion, you don't feel like praying much, or really reading your Bible. You were on fire once, maybe one, once upon a time. God was real, you felt like he was talking directly to you, but, but you've had a setback in your faith. Maybe something happened and you have doubts now, or they're starting to creep in, and you need a spiritual breakthrough to feel God's presence again. Well guys, this is the focus of the next 40 days of our fast. For the next six weeks between tonight, Sunday night, and Easter, we're going to fast for breakthrough. Where do you need it most? And here's what I've noticed. Over 17 years of being a pastor, what I've discovered is this. Most breakthroughs don't just happen spontaneously. Nobody wakes up Monday morning, it's like, breakthrough, right? Doesn't happen, right? Rather, breakthroughs happen when somebody gets sick of the status quo and says, I'm going to actively seek after this thing. I I'm no longer okay with a deadlock or something. And one of the ways that that God breaks through. He says, my ingredients are fasting and prayer for breakthrough. It's when you give up something physical, typically food, that's traditionally what it is, because fasting, what does it? It shows God you're serious. You say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tame my flesh so I can toughen my soul. I'm not okay with a setback or deadlock in my life. I'm not going to stay stuck here, and I'm seeking God for breakthrough. And just to encourage you, I'll encourage you today. I, I, I believe a lot of you are going to see major breakthroughs this 40-day fast. It may not even happen in the fast. It may be the weeks or months after, but I've, you should know I've been praying behind your back. <laughs> I've been praying that God would bring exactly the right people to our church for this series. So if you're new to our church, I just want you to know it's not an accident that you're here today, okay? I believe God wants to do something special in your life to actually demonstrate his tangible love and power and care for you as we fast for breakthrough. Now, all of our small groups, we're praying and fasting for breakthrough together. I hope that you uh, brought your fast contract with you today. If you've got this with you, could you just wave it around like you just don't care in the air? Okay, awesome. We handed these out last week. Awesome. A lot of you, wow, praise God. Look at that. That's amazing. I had doubts. You're going to come back, all right? I just, I love it. Um, don't get thrown by the, word, by the word contract, okay? This isn't like a legal or binding document. It's just a way of committing. You're saying, Lord, I'm going to commit these next 40 days to seek you, to seek your breakthrough in my life. And it's got all the details on here, the foods to eat or avoid, the date of the fast, which starts tonight after dinner, that's February 18th, and it ends on Good Friday, March 30th. And here's the deal, we're going to collect these today at every campus at the end of the service. So if you don't have one, you're like, oh, I forgot, or I wasn't here last week, would you just raise your hand? Ushers, come on forward at every campus. Ushers, coming forward at every campus. Pass out contracts. Just take one, pass it down your row if you need it. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I want you to click a pen, and I want you to be thinking about my reason for breakthrough. Where do I need it? What am I fasting for? Because every biblical fast needs a focus. you got to have a purpose behind your prayers. 
Pass them down. There you go. Awesome. And on the contract, you notice it says my reason. You see that on the front? I'm asking God to blank. I want you to fill that in over the next few minutes as I speak with you. I wonder what that is for you. Uh, last week, we saw a breakthrough in the life of Daniel. If you remember the background of Daniel, Daniel's this, he's a young man, a kid, probably a teenager, when he's taken hostage by King Nebuchadnezzar back to Babylon, evil king. And the way they wanted to brainwash Daniel and his friends is to get him to conform to this dark, decadent culture of Babylon. And the king said, I'm going to brainwash you, Daniel, through your daily diet. Uh, verse 5 of Daniel 1, I'm just giving you a little review. It says the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. So you understand Nebuchadnezzar's food was the richest, fattest, most sugary stuff. I got cinnamon toast crunch. I got, I got all, you know, all, the, all the creamers, the carbs, all this stuff. Basically, the king said, I'm going to feed you from my table. It was very much like the standard American diet, you know, double stuff Oreos, decadent, low nutrition, high calorie kind of food. And the idea here is a very, very sneaky because the king said, once you eat from my table all this junk, you're going to depend on me for your daily bread. So this was the way that they were going to brainwash it. Daniel, but this is amazing. It says in verse 8, Daniel, what's this word, church? Resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And that word resolved, we said it means a spiritual vow. He made a vow to God. He made a commitment with his mouth and his heart. And he said, I'm going to give you an alternative. He said, please test your servants for how long? Ten days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. And then basically he says... Uh, compare our appearance then with the guys who are eating this stuff versus this stuff. He said, let's have a taste test, king. You be the judge. And he said, I'm going to avoid the rich, decadent, fatty food, and I'm going to eat fruits and vegetables, okay? I'm choosing my king over Burger King, right? So for 10 days, Daniel gives up the meats, the sweets, the breads, the alcohol, the sugar, and eats nothing but vegetables, fruit, and water. And the results, of course, were, were pretty amazing, physically and spiritually. It says at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier, better what? Better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So Daniel said, God, I'm going to honor you with my diet. And God honored Daniel with, for his sacrifice. God actually unleashed supernatural gifts into his life, it says. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. That's, that's breakthrough. I wonder what God is going to reveal to you over these next 40 days as you push away from the king's table and seek your king and his breakthrough through fasting and prayer. See, fasting, it's not just a one and done kind of thing. Fasting became a regular rhythm in the life of Daniel whenever he faced a crisis. And the, today I want to teach you from Daniel chapter 10. I'm going to show you right now a powerful picture of what God's breakthrough power looks like. So if you have your group's guide, you can turn to week two. I call it Vision Quest. And uh, this is amazing. I, I'm just so excited to share this, this, this scripture with you. I love this. I learned so much this week. Let's read this together. Daniel 10, verse 1. This is Daniel older. This is about 70 years later. He might be in his 80s here. It says this. In the third year of Cyrus, so we got a new king of Persia, a what? What's the word? Revelation was given to Daniel, and its message was true, and it concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. So here we go again. Here's the vision quest. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for how long? 
Uh, you got to be louder than that, church. Come on. You guys made it through the snow today. How long? Thank you. I ate no choice food. No meat or wine touched my lips. In other words, he's doing the Daniel fast again. Do you see that? In other words, this time not for 10 days, but he says 21 days, three weeks I'm doing this. No meats, no sweets, no wine, no alcohol, no, ca no caffeine. How many of you are crying right now, okay? I've been weaning myself this week. I had my last cup of coffee. It was like communion today at the cafe, you know? And going cold turkey tomorrow. Anyone else feel my pain? Uh, what's funny is last week, one of you, I appreciate this, came up to me and said, Pastor Tim, technically coffee is a bean. I appreciate that. You're like, it's organic. I'm looking for loopholes. Let me be clear. This is three weeks, this is four days, this is between you and God. We're keeping the Clean Water Cafe open at all of our campuses, okay? My guess is we're going to see consumption probably go down, but guys, if you see someone at church with a cup of coffee, don't like give them the stink eye like you sinner, okay? Don't do that. This is a guilt-free fast. They may be sacrificing something else. Maybe they're drinking something herbal. You don't know. You know what's worse than a Pharisee? A Pharisee without caffeine, okay? So don't do that. Daniel made a spiritual vow to God through fasting. He says, I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no what? No lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Daniel puts the lotion in the basket, okay? He put away... All the cocoa butter, all right? So his elbows are looking ashy, you know, all right? I'm just kidding, you know. Who, why no lotions? This is important. The idea behind fasting is you're stripping away intentionally everything that brings your flesh comfort. Think about it, right? We feed our flesh. We pamper our flesh. We powder our flesh. We put lotions and oils. We massage it. And Dios said, no, 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 no. For three weeks, I am denying physical comfort so I can seek spiritual breakthrough. I'm going to tame my flesh and toughen my soul. My inner man, my spirit man, I need fresh revelation. And so Daniel said, less of me, more of you, God. I'm hungry for God. I want to see your breakthrough. And what's cool is, this is so cool, look at this. The moment his fast is over, Daniel got it. Look at verse 4. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in what? Linen. So catch this. Daniel's fasting, and he gets a visitor, a visitor from heaven. This is a heavenly visitor, and this is so cool. I'd never saw this before. I want you to grasp this. A man dressed in linen with, look at this description, a belt of fine gold around his waist. His body was like topaz. His face like lightning. His eyes like flaming torches. His arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. Does this ring any bells for you? Now, I've read this passage before. A lot of people always think, well, oh, I think, it's, you know, it's an angel, probably an angel, right? But I'm reading it this week, and I'm like, this sounds familiar. This exact, this, where have I read this before? Put your finger in Daniel and flip over to Revelation chapter 1. Who was here for our series on Revelation? Seven churches, Okay. In Revelation chapter 1, we get a revealing of Jesus Christ in his glory in heaven. I want you to see this connection. This is so cool. In Revelation, the author John writes this. Among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like what? Blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. 
and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. I was reading this this week, and I had to take my son to school in the morning. Driving to middle school. I said, hey, Del, read this description in Daniel 10, and he reads it out loud. I said, now read this one in, Dan, in Revelation chapter 1. I go, what do you think? And my son, he's in middle school, he goes, Dad, it's the same guy. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Guys, do you understand who this is? This is an Old Testament guest appearance of your Savior, Jesus Christ, in his glory. This is the pre-incarnate Christ. who's existed for all eternity before he took on flesh and came to our world. Father, Son, Spirit exists. This is the second member of the ontological trinity stepping down in response to fasting by God's people. And he shows up in his heavenly glory and power. And and this is hard to get our heads around because we have this picture of Jesus that's very meek and mild, right? Like we think of Jesus like, uh, you know, at Christmas, we think of like Talladega Nights, right? I love baby Jesus and his little golden diapers, you know? Or we think of him during his 33 years on earth. Oh, you know, he's a humble carpenter. He's washing feet. He's hugging the poor. He's, he's, you know, healing the sick. This is not that Jesus. This is Jesus Christ, all-powerful, all-glorified, with the heat of a thousand nuclear reactors pouring off of him. Majestic, awesome in his power and glory. That's what the word revelation means. It means the revealing or unveiling of something you never saw before. And if you remember, John's vision of Jesus knocks him down to his knees. And watch, it has the same impact on Daniel. It says, I, Daniel, I was the only one who saw the vision. Why? Because I was fasting. And something about physical obedience releases fresh revelation. Those who are with me didn't see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. They felt something. They're like, we're out of here. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had what? No strength left. My face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. You ever have a dream where you're like, is this real? But you're like, you're paralyzed, and you're like so scared, and you're like, a tear comes out, and you're like, you know, you wet the bed. Kind of, this is this powerful, Daniel's vision of Jesus is so powerful, it leaves him paralyzed. He's awestruck by this overwhelming revelation of Jesus. Guys, it's important you grasp this vision of Jesus because this is how you will see him next. Here's the truth. Every person under the sound of my voice, you will meet Jesus Christ face to face one day. The Bible says it's appointed unto men and women to die once and then after that to face judgment. And the question is, will you meet Jesus as your savior or as your judge? If Christ returns in his glory, will you shake with joy because he's here to finally judge evil and wickedness in monsters who commit mass shootings and sex trafficking? We should rejoice that Jesus is going to judge sin and wickedness of our broken world one day. Amen? Or will you shake in fear because he's here to judge you? That's a big question. This, this, is, the, this is a life and death question. Well, here's the good news. If you have put your trust in Jesus' sacrifice, his replacement for you on the cross, you put your faith in him as your savior, you have no reason to fear. Jesus has come to save you. But if you don't know Jesus, you're just maybe religious or, you know, I'm not sure what I think about it. You will meet him as your judge. This is serious stuff. Every part of Daniel's description tells us something about Jesus. Look at this. He's got a belt of gold. That does, it's not like, oh, he's like Wonder Woman. No. 
Gold symbolizes royalty. This is the creator and ruler of the universe. Everything was created by him and through him and for him. Without him, nothing's been made that's been made. His eyes are like flaming torches. That represents his, his holiness, his white, hot omniscience. He, Jesus sees everything with his eyes. Does that encourage you or does that scare you? That like there's nothing going on in my life or your life or the life of our church that Jesus doesn't see. His holy eyes penetrate everything. It says his legs were like burnished bronze. It's a symbol of judgment. In those days when people came before a king, the king's sitting on a throne, and so all they saw was his feet, right? They're underneath. And the king's feet came to symbolize judgment because the people there were under his authority. And it says Jesus has these feet of burnished bronze in a fire to stamp out sin in his church. White, hot, molten feet of judgment. And his voice is like the sound of a multitude of rushing waters. Have you ever heard Niagara Falls? You ever visit Niagara Falls? You can barely hear yourself. It's millions of gallons of water pouring and pounding down with power and authority. It's awesome. He's awesome, isn't he? It's important you grasp Daniel's vision of Jesus, guys, because this is how you and I will see him next. When he returns in his glory, he will not be petting little lambs, riding a unicorn, throwing out, you know, you know Skittles. At Christ, oh, that'd be cool, though. I just acknowledge that would be pretty cool. I just said. At Christ's first coming, Jesus came as a helpless baby, as a servant leader. But at his second coming, the return of Christ, he will step onto the battlefield of planet Earth as a glorified, all-powerful, conquering king. And every knee will bow and confess that he is Lord of all to the glory of God the Father. Amen? You get this? Will you? Yeah, you give him praise. Give God praise. He's worthy of praise. That's why we sing. So you just got to answer that question. If that's you, will you greet him as savior or will you meet him as judge? That is your choice. You get to choose this. Honestly, one of my prayers is that some of you will just get a fresh revelation of Jesus through this 40-day fast. Not as you imagine him in your head, but as he is in his glory. Because to be honest, too many Christians were just so casual with Jesus, right? We get very, very casual. We think mistakenly, well... Jesus doesn't really care what I do, you know? I'm forgiven anyway, so thumbs up, buddy Jesus. No. Jesus cares about your holiness. On the other hand, some of us are too fearful. We're like, this is why I don't like coming to church. You know, God is this angry, one-dimensional, you know, unmoving judge in heaven. Listen carefully. You're God. I do at the same time. On one hand, your God is a consuming fire, but he's also a compassionate father. And often before he reveals himself to his children, he makes us aware of our sin and our poverty in front of him. That's what fasting does. It's humbling. And you see Christ's majesty. I wonder how Jesus is going to reveal himself to you on this fast. My point is this. Fasting releases fresh revelation of Jesus Christ. Everyone say revelation. revelation. Fasting will reveal something to you about the heart of God, about the heart of your Savior. So over these next 40 days, I want you to keep an eye out for this, because I think Jesus will reveal himself. He says, I want to be sought. Those who seek my face, I will not turn away. I'm going to reveal myself. You may have a fresh revelation of your sin, of the stuff in your life that needs cleansing. You may have a fresh revelation, maybe, of just the tender heart of your Father, his mercy and love that helps heal your hurt in your heart. I, I pray you have both, because if you're a Christ follower, Jesus is your Savior. He's not your judge, and you have nothing to fear. That's what's beautiful here in Daniel 10. Look at verse 10. Jesus actually then 
he appears to Dan- get Daniel's attention, and then he sends another angel to comfort Daniel. And most commentators agree the next person speaking here in verse 10 is an angel named Gabriel. It says this, A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are what? What's it say? I want you to write above that the words, greatly beloved. This is the NIV. I, I, I prefer the KJV because it's a little bit more. It says, you who I adore. You are greatly loved in my eyes. Consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up. For I've been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. So Daniel's still a little nervous. He's shaking. This is beautiful. This is so tender. God comforts his scared servant. Look what it says. Then he continued, do not be what? Don't be afraid, Daniel. From the first day of your fast, from the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding, to understand my mind, and to humble yourself before God. These, these words, four words, will change your life. Say it together. Your words were heard, and I've come in response to them. Guys, can you believe this? Your all-powerful Lord and Savior hears your words in the throne room of heaven. That's crazy. Through prayer and fasting, you have an all-access pass into the throne room of the creator of the universe when you humble yourself and say, God, I don't understand. I'm just a humble man. I need heaven's wisdom. God, I need your breakthrough in my life. And God says, because you humbled yourself by prayer and fasting, your words were heard by me. And I've come in response to them. In other words, you may have no strength. You may have no power. Maybe you had a setback, but he says, I'm the God of breakthrough. I have all the strength. I have all the power of heaven at my disposal. Somebody better give him a praise because that's your God. You praise God. He has that for you. He says, since day one of your fast, Daniel, your words were heard in heaven and I've come in response to them. Is that not beautiful? That's the heart of God in response to his children who seek him. He's moved. He's here. He says, I'm ready and willing to help you in your time of need. See, there's something about fasting, guys, that, that, that moves the heart of God. It stirs up the Holy Spirit. Fasting always releases fresh revelation about Jesus Christ. And secondly, watch this. Fasting releases spiritual breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. Here it is. Watch this. This is going to freak you out a little bit. God says, Daniel, I heard... I heard your prayer on day one of your fast. I've been listening. But notice this is three weeks later. This is the end of his 21-day fast. And Daniel must have been like, you know, Lord, what took you so long, right? I could have been eating hostess cupcakes all this time, right? Verse 13 gives the reason. This is wacky. But the prince of the Persian kingdom, this is an angel speaking, resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king Persia. Now, you may be like, what, what is he talking? Who is the prince of Persia? This is not Jake Gyllenhaal, okay, people? Remember that crappy Disney movie, Pink Prince of Persia? It's not that. The prince of Persia is referring to a demonic power that had a stronghold over that region. Persia is modern-day Iran and Iraq. Is there a dark power in that region today? You better believe it. And so this angel is pulling back the curtain of heaven 
to reveal something going on in the unseen, invisible realm. It's basically like, Daniel, when you fasted and prayed, God released the answer. But what happened? I was held up. The, the prince of the Persian kingdom, what, resisted me, held me back for three weeks. There was spiritual resistance. There's a battle in the heavenlies, the unseen, invisible realm. And guys, this is real. This is real. Just as real as you're giving up this physical food, there's going to be spiritual release on this fast. I'm, I'm going to talk about spiritual warfare next Sunday. <laughs> How, you want to go there? Man, fasting and prayer, they're like the one-two punches that push back the enemy on his heels and break through the darkness and pull the answers of heaven down to earth. You understand this? I want to make a distinction between God's love and God's favor. God's love, you have all of it. God's love is 100% full and free through Jesus, 24-7, 365, you have all of his love. But his favor, his manifest blessing, there's more. And physical obedience brings spiritual release in the heavenly realms. There's something about physical fasting that releases spiritual breakthrough. Daniel fasted 21 days. God released an angel with an answer, but took three weeks to get there. Because <laughs> there's a spiritual fight club going on in the heavens. <laughs> Look at this. So God sends backup. This is so cool. Look at this. Then Michael, that's an angel, one of the chief princes or angels came to help me. Because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Michael is a warrior angel. He is an archangel. In the Bible, there's three angels. We know Lucifer who fell. We know uh, Gabriel who delivers message. But Michael, this is like, best way to say it, uh, head of the Navy SEALs angel. Anybody want angels on your side? Anytime you see fasting, you see this release of angels. Jesus fasted 40 days and nights, and then angels came and attended him. If you are hungry for breakthrough on earth, then you need the help of heaven. And that's what this fast is about. Now, I want to mess with your mind. You ready? I know every one of you, you're thinking about it. You've got a prayer that's close to your heart, what you're fasting for, right? Ready for this thought? What if God's already answered this prayer? The answer's been released, but it's being held back in the heavens. And it requires the breakthrough power of your prayer and fasting to release it. What if you've been praying and God's already given the answer, but in some mysterious way, fasting releases supernatural strength in the spiritual realm that allows that blessing to break through and change your life. I'm not saying that always happens, but this scripture implies that there are answers that God releases that sometimes require us to get in a position to receive. And that's what prayer and fasting does. It empties us out, it, it's all dependent on God, and then we can receive this. See, Daniel's prayer and fasting it, it, this is incredible. It gives the angels strength to break the blockade and deliver the vision. Look at verse 14. Now I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future. For the vision concerns a time yet to come. You believe God has a vision for your life? God sees everything. God knows all. He's sovereign. He's omniscient. He sees the future. He's got a vision for you concerning the future. You don't know what job's waiting for you. God knows already. You don't know who to marry or, 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 or what, what God holds for relationship. God knows. You may be desperate to start a family, conceive a child. You see, want to see someone sick, healed. 
you don't have the answer. God has the answer. In fact, maybe he's already released the answer to that request, but he's waiting for you to fast and pray so it can break through and change your life and bring God the maximum glory. Guys, this is what it did for Todd and Jackie Milsom and their three girls. Six years ago, our church did this Daniel fast for 21 days, and Todd and Jackie they knew immediately what they were going to seek God for. They, they actually filled out this contract, and they said, we're, we're seeking God's breakthrough to buy a home. They, they were renting at the time. They didn't have room for three toddlers. And every home they were interested in, I think it was four different houses, fell through. Desperate. And so they said, we're going to fast for 21 days. They did the Daniel fast, and God broke through at the end of their fast in a way that changed their family forever. I want you to listen to their testimony. In 2008, uh, my wife and I, Jackie, that's when we first started looking for a home. My husband and my three little girls, uh, we lived in a two-bedroom condo. So it was quite small for us as a family of five. We started the process of looking. It was really challenging. Anyone that lives in Jersey knows um, just how challenging it is to find a good home um, with a good price. And we were putting so much effort into trying to, to find these homes. We were trying to make sure that Finances were in a line in, in a line with what we're trying to do. We were trying to figure out if our kids could live in that home. Did they have enough bedrooms? For about two years, uh, we actually struggled um, trying to find a home. Um, we felt like a house wasn't in the cards for us. So we were attending Liquid Church. We got this crazy idea from our church that we were going to do a 21-day Daniel fast. Jackie and I kind of looked at each other and said, "Well, I don't really know if this is something that we could do." First of all, I never fasted before in my life. I didn't want to eat just berries and nuts and almonds and vegetables. So I didn't really think it was something that we should do. Uh, I didn't want to do it. But at that moment, I felt like we really didn't have a choice. I felt like, let's just give this, you know, one last shot. God really did a work in our hearts during this time. Um, he used fasting to truly draw us closer to Him. And we really felt His presence on a daily basis. We were praying with our children every day. Um, with each other and we truly felt like God was in the midst. Um, we surrendered our will and our wants for a home and we really gave it to God. We were trying to find this house on our own and God was saying, no, stop. You got to lean into me right now and I will. I have a will for you and I have a way for you and, and, and we're going we're gonna to get this done. It was the first time I think as a family that we felt like God was literally speaking to us and that God was leading the way. Sure enough, a week into the fast, we got a call from our realtor and he said he found a home that wasn't even on the market yet. Um, we got in to see it the next day. As soon as we walked in the door, we knew that this home was for us. We just felt God's presence so strongly there. We felt like he truly led us on this journey for this exact moment. So we decided to make an offer on the house. A couple weeks later, we closed on it. Looking back on that situation, we were just sitting down and having dinner and, and would break out into prayer. And God was not only just giving us a house, God was really working in our hearts and bringing us closer to Him. Our goal initially for the fast was our home, but Jesus' goal was our hearts. Can we thank Tad and Jackie for sharing their story with us? Milsom's amazing family, pretty cool, right? I mean, their family needed God's breakthrough to buy a house, which in New Jersey, you better have angels on your side. The way mortgages go. <laughs> 21 days, that husband and wife humbled themselves. And you heard their prayer. Not our will, God, but your will be done. And their words were heard in heaven. And the Lord said, I have come in response to them. And God broke through, provided the house that they still live in today. I wonder, 
where do you need a breakthrough? What blessings from heaven are waiting to be released, but they're waiting on the cooperation. There's this weird cooperation. When we obey in the physical realm, there's spiritual release in the heavenlies. See, what's, what's your reason for fasting? Did you fill that out? What's your request? What are you going to write today? On the contract that says, my reason, I'm asking God to break through in what? Your finances, your health, your relationship. Be specific, guys. I want you to be specific, okay? Say, I need, I, God, I need your help to, to pay my bills this spring. God, I need your help with my partner. We are at a stalemate. I need to forgive him. I want to restore my relationship with her. Be very specific. In fact, this week, I asked our staff to complete their contracts just ahead of you guys because we always want to lead the way. We always want to practice what we preach. And I was so moved by, by some of the things that our staff is, are, are fasting for. Do you, can I just share a couple of them with you? Um, I, I am fasting for my reason. I'm asking God to help us conceive a child. And notice it says who, who you're going to ask to pray with you, my life group and my husband. I'm asking God to free my wife from her anxiety and struggles. I'm asking God to move mountains to get our son to an appropriate school that can meet his needs. I'll pray with you. I'm asking God to help me restore my relationship with my dad. I haven't spoken for two years. I, I'm asking God to completely heal my wife from cancer and that the side effects from treatment will, will be minimal. I'm asking God to provide employment for my husband. He's been out of work. I'm asking God to ignite my prayer life. I'm asking God to help my daughter be proactive in finding spiritual community at college. I'm praying for my neighbor's salvation. I, I, I'm asking God to provide a buyer for our house. We've been trying to sell for a year. God, give me wisdom as a single woman with hopes to one day be married and have a family. God, give, give wisdom to my friend who's starting the foster parenting process. They're fasting for a friend. If you're like, you're like, my life is going smoothly. Who cares? Don't be selfish. Fast for a friend. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to give you a... Give you <laughs> I'm praying for healing from my, my chronic fatigue, the mental and physical exhaustion that I struggle with every day. God opens the doors for all three of my girls to attend private school on a scholarship. More of him, less of me, a baby. Continue the work you started with me to give me the strength as I face one of my biggest fears and darkest pains, a past of sexual abuse. Guys, we're just, we're just like you. There's no, <laughs> the staff people at Liquid Pastors, they're not spiritual superstars. We're children of God. We need God's healing in these areas of our life. God, restore, oh, my son needs a job that uses his gifts. Guys, we're gonna lay all of these requests on the altar this morning at your campus as a way of saying god we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you this is as close as it gets to our heart and we're putting this before you what can you fast for anything and everything guys this is where we're believing god for breakthrough or for the next 40 days we're praying that god we will see heaven and earth move because you don't miss worship these next six weeks man there's something that happens when god's people get hungry you may, not, you may not get what you're looking for in the next 40 days. It may come at the end of the fast like it did for Daniel. It may come months from now. But I promise you, God will break through because fasting releases spiritual breakthrough. In all these areas where you may feel deadlocked, you may have a setback, God says, I can break through in an instant. I can release an army of angels on your behalf. 
I can push back the plans of the enemy and do more than you ask or imagine according to the power that is at work in you. So you guys fill this out. I want you to complete your contract. We're going to collect them in a couple minutes. And we're just going to lay them out on the altar as a sacrifice to God. We're going to say, God, this is what we're committing to the next 40 days. Be specific. We're asking for your name and your email. Here's why. Because we're going to pray and fast for you. As a staff, we're going to go through all these and pray about them. Who are you going to ask to pray with you? List your partner, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. Uh, and also, maybe your small group you're going to fill in there. And there's nothing too big or small, okay? I've talked to people who are fasting for all sorts of things. Buy or sell a house. Conceive a child. Break an addiction, by the way. Can I just call this out? There are some of you who are like, man, I don't know if I can, I, I, I don't, I can't fast for 40 days. I can't even give up cigarettes for a week. You're blanketed with like this shame because the enemy's got you like, I'm, I'm powerless. I can't give up alcohol. I'll never give up junk food. I'll, I'll, I'll always look at porn. Those strongholds have to go in Jesus' name. Fasting breaks the enemy's stronghold and it brings freedom in the life of believers. So maybe everything's going smoothly for you, and you fast for someone else. You've got a friend or a loved one who needs healing, and maybe you prayed. Have you fasted for them? Salvation of a family member. Daniel was fasting for his people because there was a great war coming. He, he wanted them saved. Maybe you need to fast for the salvation of someone you love. What answer is waiting for God to release into your life, but heaven's waiting on your prayer and fasting? Guys, this is powerful. Are you ready to do this? Make some noise if you're ready to do this, all right? We're going to do this together. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to consecrate this fast, commit to the Lord. I'm going to call you forward, and you're going to come on up, and you're going to put your, your prayer kind of on the altar before him. And I want you to imagine, this is a stage, but imagine it's an altar. You're just saying, this is God who I'm sacrificing to you, all right? And I'm not saying this is going to be easy, but these next 40 days, we're going to give you resources. Starting tomorrow, our 40-day devotional. Make sure you go on Facebook, 7 at 7. So 7 a.m. on Facebook Live, we're going to release a seven-minute devotional to jumpstart your day with prayer and Bible reading by, by, by our pastors for the next 40 days, every morning. And then secondly, Karen's Kitchen. I want to encourage you, go to liquidchurch.com. You're going to see the fast blog. She's a nutritionist and health coach. And if you're doing the Daniel fast, she's got all these tips and recipes, like how do you deal with caffeine and sugar withdrawal? How do you like, you know, if you're a guy, stay, you know, hearty soups and that kind of stuff. But whatever you're doing, we're going to start the fast tonight after dinner. So you've got time today to go grocery shopping this afternoon. Uh, I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. I, I got my, you know, veggie burgers. Oh, uh, Trader Joe's fans? Okay, praise God. That's awesome. That's great. I got it all. It's, I'm all stocked up. So since tonight's the start of our fast, here's what I thought we'd do. I'm like, how more fitting than we share a final meal together by celebrating communion or the Lord's Supper to consecrate this fast. For some of you, this is going to be the last bread you're going to eat for 40 days, okay? <laughs> Just want to say in John 6, Jesus, now in his flesh, in his humanity, humbling himself to come save us, he took ordinary bread and wine, and he said, for my flesh is what? True food. My blood is true drink. And anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. And so this is the Passover on the night before that Jesus was uh, sacrificed on the cross. He said, you want breakthrough? This is my body broken for you. And then he took this, this table wine, which is like grape juice. He said, this is my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. And so on the cross, out of great love, Jesus stood in your place as a replacement. And he took all the wrath and all the judgment of heaven that we deserve. And he sacrificed his life in place of yours. 
And after he died and rose back to life, he broke the power of Satan, sin, and death. He says, I give eternal life. I'll fill you with my spirit to anyone humble enough to receive me as their Lord and Savior. So if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do two things as we close in 60 seconds. First, come forward, leave your contract on the altar and say, Lord, this is what I'm sacrificing for you. And then receive communion because this is the Lord saying, this is what I've sacrificed for you. We have communion stations set up with the, the uh, bread and juice all over our uh, campuses. Let it strengthen you spiritually. Say a prayer thanking Jesus for the breakthrough he made on the cross. And if you're like, man, I, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I don't know if I've ever asked Jesus to be my Savior. You don't have to wait 40 days. Do that right now. Confess your heart. Lay out your sins before God. Ask him for cleansing, and you'll receive the love and forgiveness of your Heavenly Father. Christ broke through heaven to reach you. He took all the judgment you deserve. And now it's just like, here is mercy and grace. So ask him to be your Lord and Savior. I want to pray right now. Would you bow your heads all of our campuses? Father, as we lay these requests, we're opening our hearts to you, God, in a new way, a deeper way. And Lord, you already know what's close to our heart. Lord, I thank you for the reminder that we are the closest thing to your heart this morning. God, as we lay these up here, we receive grace and mercy in our time of need. Lord, we consecrate this fast. We just confess our sins to you now. Just name them, the things in your life, the, the greed, the lust, the selfishness, the pride, and say, we need you. Come, Holy Spirit. Cleanse us on the inside by the blood of Jesus Christ. Make us brand new and fill us with your spirit. Father, I ask for spiritual strength where people are going to feel physically weak. I ask for breakthrough provision where we have needs and poverty that we can't meet because all the glory will go to you when it happens. It'll be yours. And Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters who don't know you but feel drawn to you right now. If that's you, you don't know Christ, I'm going to lead you in a prayer of salvation, very simple prayer. You can just say in your heart, you repeat these words after me, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. And I believe you're my Savior. Thank you for dying for me on that cross. Cleanse me by your blood. I give my life to you. Fill me with your spirit. I don't want to live alone anymore. I want you to be my Lord. Of my whole life. Father, I pray for people right now who are turning to you. Just fill them right now, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Let them know that their words were heard in heaven. And you have come now in response to them. In Jesus' name, everyone said together, amen. Okay, at all of our campuses, your leaders are about to dismiss you row by row. Come forward with your contract. Just place it on the stage at your campus. You can receive communion, return to your seat, and then we'll worship the Lord together.